to a man. If your boyfriend wants to get a BBL, don't. Mm -hmm. If oh you want to get a BBL, get a BBL. Hi everyone, and welcome to Dorm Room Ramblings, episode 11. I'm Carly Kuhn, podcast editor. I'm Genesis Lopez, podcast producer. And this is Dorm Room Ramblings. Number 11, 11 right? Vaginal yeah. insecurity, <laughs> women's issues, pink tax, and porn. Yes, happy National Women's Day. It's today, right? Yeah, it's today. It won't be today for when you watch this, yeah. but... We're filming this on National Women's Day. Very on theme. March 8th. Yes, <laughs> And I think it's the month too, right? Is yeah, it it's Women's month? History Month. Yeah. Awesome. That's why I kind of felt inspired to do this episode because mm -hmm. I feel like these are things we don't talk enough about. Mm -hmm. And I think it's especially prominent for college-aged women because this is really the time where we, you know, figure ourselves out yeah. both in terms of emotions career paths and sexually yeah the age of exploration yeah so let's get on into it let's get started i mm. mean like i've written a paper about this i've mm -hmm. done a lot of research but is this like the first time that you've really like read into things like the pink tax and stuff like that yeah honestly i was reading through your paper and a lot of this information was kind of eye-opening like whoa i never even knew this much about history you kind of take it for granted in the time we're in nowadays, you know, what women had to go through to have this much liberation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now we're still fighting for uh, that liberation, you course. know? Of <laughs> course. You mean, if you just look at Texas alone, we're going through another battle regarding our physical yeah. autonomy. And that'll probably continue well into the future for our children and our grandchildren. But, I mean, compared to what it used to be, We've definitely made strides. Like, mm -hmm. we can have our own properties. We can have credit cards in our own names. Like, we have little victories here and yeah. there. But I f still feel like there are big issues regarding our rights. I agree. I mean, we can vote. That's cool. <laughs> but if you get an abortion, it's, a oh. it's more of, like, it's a big deal crime. So if you get an abortion, you can lose your right to vote. Really? Uh -huh, it's a felony. That's great. Oh, I know it was like against the law and stuff, but uh -huh. I didn't know they like revoked. Well, people with felonies can't vote. Oh, this is new to me. So sorry. <laughs> I've been thinking that uh -huh. <laughs> if we bust a lot of women who get abortions and if we typically look at like the rates, people that, you know, are getting abortions are younger mm -hmm. women typically like you know not the richest people in the world like sometimes they don't even have the financial capability to have a child and that's mm -hmm. why they have to get an abortion and i'm like hmm i want you to silence us yeah <laughs> that's interesting they don't even want you to have a say in anything like you broke the rules you don't have a right to yeah make decisions and that's anymore. a bigger issue in general but i know there are plenty of people who think that people who have gone to prison and have had, had felonies on their records deserve mm -hmm. a vote just as much as someone who doesn't have a felony, and I would totally agree. Yeah. But I guess we're already off topic a little bit. Oops, but, I mean, it is, a, it is a female issue. Yeah, and, most you know, definitely. Abortion centers around what we're going to be talking about 
for the next 30, 40 minutes. Women's bodies. The vagina. The oh uterus. You said the B word. <laughs> the V word. I feel like we need to say it more. Have you seen the commercials about like things like for like women's like uh, pH or like women's like poop? And they're like, the, have you seen the commercial where they're like, where they won't say the word poop and then no. they won't say the word vagina? No. Yeah, it's like a whole joke, and it's narrated by a man, and I'm like, oh. shut up, please, Gosh. stop letting men narrate narrate <laughs> women's stuff. Have any say on anything, women, please? Because they're like, oh, you mean my, p-? and then he cuts them off with another <gasps> p word. And I'm like, girl, we can't even talk about poop. And everyone does that. Everyone has a poop. Yeah. Or like, I have a, everyone has a poop inside them right now. When, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, we can't even say that. How do you expect us to be able to talk about the vagina or do on, you, on yeah, live on, television? I don't did, know. Did you ever hear in school, too, like growing up, like, oh, girls don't poop? Like, yeah. that was so forbidden to talk about. Girls like, don't fart. It just magically girls don't disappears. Have any bodily yeah. function. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sets up, it sets girls up to be insecure about everything that's practically normal. normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. because then, it, like, when they start becoming sexually active, they're going to be insecure about discharge in their underwear, and they're going to yep. be in- insecure about smell and taste and da-da-da-da-da. And then men will maybe, like, maybe, by the grace of God, mm-hmm. they will wash their genitalia. <laughs> But then, and you know, we have to work with that. And then, yeah. but it's like you have to douche, you have to do this. Make sure you go get a Brazilian wax with a stranger that you've never seen before. You can mm-hmm. get your legs up over your head. You have to do all of this and this and this and this and this. Oh. And guys don't even care really at the yep. end of the day. They don't appreciate it. You know, to them it's like, just like you're supposed to look like that. You know, yeah. you're supposed yeah. to like be perfect. If you think about how much money women spend in general just on like waxing. Or their razors, or women have to use exfoliants, mm-hmm. and then aftercare if they do choose to shave themselves. It's a lot. It is. It's a lot. Smelling good, your lotions, your oils. Like, mm-hmm. we go in on maintenance and self-care. And um, that's crazy. We were actually talking about that in my history class. Like, how the advertising industry started in, like, the 1900s here in America. They basically... Like, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. They pride on, like, women's insecurities. Like, women were 60% of the target market for advertising. And that's actually how they started getting women to shave because the razors were just, like, for men's beards and stuff. So they were like, how do we market razors to women? And so they were like, oh, making these ads about, like, Did you women see being the vintage ones I sent you? Like, the newspaper style ads? Like, completely, like... No, I didn't get a chance. I'm sorry. Those I? are insane. Like, really? I'll pull one up. Yeah. And I'll read it while you keep talking about the ads. Cause yeah. Because they are insane. We, we saw some, like, vintage... Like, I think it started with Jalei. That was, like, one of the first... I don't know if I said that right. Jalei, Gillette. Gillette? Yeah, the first razor companies but they were basically targeting women like oh something about like shaving your legs or being smooth like that was the new thing your armpits like how's a guy gonna date you or want to take you out if you're hairy and all this stuff and like that just basically went on a roll with like mouthwash and all this stuff yeah your husband's gonna leave you if you if you continue to be ugly if you're hairy if you smell um Yeah, this one's really simple. Remember, your hair collects unpleasant odors. 
That's insane. And then that's it. And that's from the 1930s. But then it actually gets worse. They advertise things for chin reducers, which I guess it's still popular now because you'll see little videos on TikTok where it's like... Oh, yeah. How to like... Ooh, like do the little scraper gua sha. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. the gua sha. And I'm like, huh? And they have Botox now too, like to define your chin or like pull your chin back Um, your skin back this one's really good this one's my personal favorite i'll probably put little clips up so everyone can see if they're watching on youtube but this one is called another love match shipwrecked on the dangerous reef of half truths about feminine hygiene lysol has prevented many such tragedies lysol disinfectant was sold as a douche in the 30s no yep Lysol, the thing that you wipe your kitchen counters with and yes. kill bacteria and germs with. Yes. She had unspeakable hygiene problems, and her husband left her in this ad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we've been... It's, I mean... We've been at Target for a while. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I mean, it's basically just selling shame mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Like, if you have a small insecurity... There's going to be an ad somewhere that's like, hey, I can fix that. Prying on it, yeah. Here's what we made to help you combat that. I know, but I'm like Lysol. 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 I mean, if we look at the products we have now, they're not any better. Mm. Like Summer's Eve. Summer's Eve. And they are also bad about like the advertisements. Like, they'll put, like, elephants in the showers and, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, why are we comparing all these things? It's like... Kind of disgusting. And then you pay $20 to use a douche, and you're not even supposed to put anything up there. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Because here's not the thing. If to. someone doesn't know that's listening, now you know. The vagina is self-cleaning. Mm-hmm. All you need is a little warm water. It's soap. Natural. Nothing, like, nothing specific. Nothing scented. Yes. Nothing no fragrances. Scented. You can clean outside, but you, do never, you never want to put soap and or a douche in. or anything inside mm-hmm. inside of yourself which is the actual vagina by the way the outside is just like the labia major and minora but the inside is your actual vagi- vagina and she doesn't need any help yeah she sees it through that's why you have discharge <laughs> she's it's just simply cleaning uh-huh. itself out whenever you have discharge it means that your vagina is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing yep. every single day for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and like this is one thing <laughs> that i didn't know before I saw it on TikTok, which was, okay. like, a couple years ago. But I saw the whole thing about, like, your pH from your discharge can be acidic or basic or whatever, whichever mm-hmm. one it is. And it can, like, bleach your underwear. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. I did not know that either. I learned that from reading your paper, yeah. actually. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah. But that means it's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. But I don't know. I Did think... you think discharge before was abnormal or what do you mean? No, I think like I had pretty good education mm-hmm. from my mom. Like I think she was always pretty That's open good. with me. And like we had we have open communication even now that I'm an adult. Like mm-hmm. I could always come to her if I had a problem. But I never knew about the that it could change the color of like your underwear. Me neither. I didn't know it was acidic or that it could bleach your underwear. And I'll be open. It's happened to me before. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'll say it on the Texas State podcast. <laughs> on like, dorm room rambling. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've had discharge of this bleach my underwear. Mm-hmm. And it's like once in a blue moon. Yeah. But I'm like, nor. This one was cured. No. Nor. <laughs> nor. 
<laughs> Gotta get rid of her now. <laughs> That's interesting. I don't think I've ever paid attention to that. I mean, I notice like when I have discharge and stuff, like if everything, mm-hmm. anything's ever off. But I don't think I've ever paid attention like if it bleaches it. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm about to go home and look through all You're my underwear. You're looking at your underwear like, which one's bleached? <laughs> Who did this? Huh. Who did this? <laughs> Who did this? But it's crazy. Like, no one ever talks about it. Nope. And no one ever emphasizes that it's self-cleaning. You don't learn it in sex ed. You don't hear about it. They don't teach you, don't, you a lot in school. Especially about, like, hygiene. Yep. And then instead you get, like, hygiene tips from, like, ads that are just trying to profit off of, off of you, you feeling insecure about something. Making and it's you... not even what's scientifically right. Mm-hmm. And I find that really interesting. Like, I don't know, like, the self-waxing kits, like, that people sell... They're like, all natural, these are made with honey, these are like sugar scrubs, and da-da-da-da. I'm like, okay. Especially uh-huh. if it's from a small business run by women, I'm like... Sounds legit. Okay, like, I'll accept that, I uh-huh. guess. <laughs> I but guess. But when it's a big company, and now they're just suddenly, like, going down a path for it's not even women's their specialty. hygiene, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Summer's Eve, I have beef with her. I don't give, I do not care. Yeah, I really thought, I hate her. like, entering puberty and stuff, like, ooh, 14, 15, I really thought, like, you needed that to smell good. And then my mom was like, no, you're not supposed to put anything near it. Mm-hmm. It will throw off your balance and blah, blah, blah. Like, she, <clears throat> thank God for her because she did not let me buy any of that stuff growing up. Same, yeah, I never, I've never douched. Mm-hmm. I've never put anything in there. Yep. I never planned to. All natural, so, baby. All I don't natural. know. I find it really interesting. And, I mean, the best thing for your vine mm-hmm. is water. Drinking yeah. water, using water when, if you want to clean yourself in the shower. Water. Water is the answer. Drinking water, drinking a bunch of water will help with your pH. Yep. I mean, what they say about, like, fruits and vegetables. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not necessarily the fruits and vegetables. It's actually just eating healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, if you drink a lot of alcohol or if you eat a lot of fast food, like, it throws off your entire body. Yeah. And your vagina is part of your body, so it's going to be affected, too. People like to be like, no, eat pineapple. Oh, I've heard drink that cranberry so juice. much. cranberry juice. It's so good for so you. Cleaning. And I'm like, well, cranberry juice, it's good for your urinary tract. Yeah, I was going to say they sell, like, cranberry pills and yeah. stuff. It's good for your urinary tract. And for women, ours is shorter, and that's why we get UTIs. Men, mm-hmm. theirs goes on for days. But mm-hmm. ours is really short. So men don't really get UTIs because their that's pea common. shoot uh-huh. is long, and ours is really tiny. So, like, if you go to the river, if you drink too much and you don't pee, mm-hmm. if you, you know, partake in sexual activities with anybody, it can just get some bacteria up, and it can climb up really easily. Yeah, and it's really common. Right, to just... Mm-hmm. Like, you can get it just from using a different soap. Or sweating, too, right? Yeah, you can mm-hmm. you can get a UTI from anything, but people always just, like, force it down our throats that it's just from sex. Yeah. But it can be anything. Like, oh. I was prone to them when I was little, when I was, like, two. And mm-hmm. I was like, I two? wasn't having sex. Yeah, you were I a baby. I was having bubble baths, and bubble baths <gasps> were giving me UTIs. That's interesting. I yeah. did not know that. No one talks about it. Yeah. We need to have more conversations like these, or they need to be more normalized. Mm-hmm. Because another issue, I mean, like, now with the internet, Mm -hmm. you can access anything you want whenever you want so easily. Like, 
in the blink of an eye, you can have like 500 million results for one search. Mm -hmm. So like, if you just look up, if my vagina is my vagina, da 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 da, and it'll be like, is my vagina normal? Is my vagina, does my vagina smell normal? Does it look normal? What's an any vagina? Do I have an any vagina? Do I have an outie vagina? And I'm like, and you know, like every website is like, your vagina is special. Your (laughs) vagina is unique to you. Sacred. Your vagina is your special little friend. (laughs) But we're not going to use the word vagina. We're going to use our flower. Yeah, I did it. I And I'm like, how about we just teach our children the actual scientific names? Yeah, why can't it just be normal, like a nose or yeah, an nose, eyelash, hair, eyes, ears, ears vagina? vagina. <laughs> I think it's it would also help so much, just in like advocating for yourself and understanding when things aren't normal, mm-hmm. because sexual assault is such an issue from any age range for a girl. So I feel like give her the tools to understand her body and know what her body parts are called. So if she needs to tell someone and she needs help, she knows what words to use Mm -hmm. personally. Yep. We can say vagina. I agree. I think a three-year-old can say vagina. Yeah. But I don't know. With porn? Oh, it's another conversation. Let's get into this. With porn? I mean... Hmm. So toxic. I just Speaking say of that. young ages, the average age when people watch porn for the first time is 11. That's so insane. I'm sure everyone can look back and think about the first time they've seen a porn video. And it was probably against your will. It was probably a two girls, one cup. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it was like it was all over the place in middle school. Yeah. Like, all the little boys on the bus would be like, hey, look at this. Talk about hey, look it. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And they don't even know what it is. It was always like an going. accident. Like they're it like, didn't mean to happen. And like, my like, mom doesn't want me to watch this, so I'm going to show everyone at school. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, oh, my the, iPod. IPod, the iPhone 4 was a mistake. <laughs> oh, when people had like iPods and iPhones in elementary school, like what? Why did they I give know. us that much Boys were like access? watching beheading videos on like oh, that, those 4chan or whatever. And I'm Gore. like, com. that was awful. Omegle. Omegle. That was a traumatizing era (laughs) i mean luckily gen z when we're parents i think we'll have a better handling on technology for our children because i think we know exactly what's going on i don't exactly i I think like our parents wanted us to be safe but it's hard to keep someone safe from things that you're you don't know are out there yeah it was still kind of so new and like we grew up on it yeah so like we knew all the ins and outs but they were like what is chat roulette? Yeah. How do I not have my child on child roulette? Oh, child, child roulette. Child, oh. Chat roulette. Chat roulette. I'm like, well, how do they, how would they know everything about Kick? Yeah. How would they know everything about Snapchat? I mean, my exactly. mom tried her best. Like, I didn't get Instagram until, like, the end of freshman year of high school. That's good. Instagram, I didn't get Snapchat until sophomore year because I was like, everyone has it. This is becoming socially detrimental. That's amazing that you saw that early on. Like, you were very... I was different and I was left out and I felt really insecure (gasps) about my lack of a social media presence because you know in elementary school and middle school everyone was getting Facebook oh yeah and my mom was like no and I was like okay well now Instagram is new my mom was like no no and I was like okay but like Snapchat everyone uses Snapchat and she's like pictures that disappear no (laughs) and I was like 
Okay. <laughs> Your mom, first of all, is amazing. She's my hero. Um, but I, I still know. use Kick though. Yeah, you still had the Kick group chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kick was something else too. I don't know. I, hearing that coming from you now, it's interesting because I feel like there were no, like you weren't on it and you still felt that way. I was on it super early. Like as soon as Instagram came out, I had an iPad. I don't know why my parents gave oh, a 12 year old an iPad. I was an iPad kid. <laughs> oh my gosh, because now that's like a joke, you know? Yeah. But back then I did not realize that. So I was on Instagram at 12 years old, going on 13, just posting random stuff. And then that's like right when I was entering middle school, I remember like nail DIYs were like a big mm-hmm. thing. So I would do my nails and post it on there. But I feel like that affects you in a way because like kind of like the social media episode Rasika and Bailey did it did affect my self-esteem I feel like growing up I was like always comparing myself to girls on the internet or like followers and likes became a thing oh yeah I still do oh yeah there's no way you really look like that right face show me show me your real face this is face show me your your real face right now (laughs) but it's the same for everything Uh because everything is so heavily edited and posed and da 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 and it's the same for OnlyFans content it's the same for porn content it's all staged and that's all that you're taking in so when you're actually at the age when you're ready to have sex about seven years after you watch your first real porn video Mm -hmm. you're like I don't look like the ladies in the porn (laughs) This I don't is, look like that. She's isn't... sucking in the entire time. <laughs> How is she that flexible? I don't understand. I don't think my vagina looks like that. <laughs> and then you find out about labiaplasties and how it's very popular That's for insane. porn stars. Yeah. So, like, I personally uh-huh. feel as if it's a bit plump. Okay. And then in most porn videos, there's nothing there. Yeah. It's just a hole. And I'm like, what is that? And they get surgery. They get plastic surgery to either, like, make everything perfectly symmetrical or make the lips smaller. Sometimes they make the lips bigger. And, like, they design their own ready-for-camera vagina. That's interesting. I wonder if that becomes, like, a personal decision. Like, they kind of, like, oh, I don't like how it looks on camera. Or is it, like, tailored to, like, I think it's tailored to the standard because here's my take. Uh And it might be a bit of a hot take. And it might be a bit triggering. But I personally believe that all porn is basically skewed through a, ga- a pedophilic gaze. I, I think like hairless women, completely hairless. A lot of the teen categories, it's like she's small. She doesn't have really any boobs or any mm-hmm. curves. But, you know, here she is and she's very sexual and promiscuous. And now look at her vagina. Small. No hair. Bald. I'm like, the last time my vagina looked like that was when I was in elementary school. Yep. We were kids. We were kids. No puberty, no pubic hair, nothing. And it's interesting that most of the beauty standards are also very childlike Mm -hmm. outside of the porn industry. There are a lot of features right now that are desirable because it's like if you mix more masculine features with like a little girl because mm-hmm. like you still want this jawline but then you want this really tiny nose yeah and then you want this but then you want like you know the really sharp stomach yeah. and da, 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 da. but then you're still supposed to be soft and wearing soft clothing Petite. and have your hair all mm. and then the makeup it's all like heavy blush freckles fake freckles everyone's doing the cross-eyed mm-hmm. thing and i'm like why <laughs> you know the one they're like Ugh. yeah <laughs> 
Uh-huh. I'm or like, like, what are we doing? Right? Or so I feel like innocence too is very like mm-hmm. glamorized. Like, oh, good girl. La la. I feel like that's like when you're young and growing up. Like that's just the yeah. You're innocent and, and like, pure. As soon as you turn like 13, 14, you're getting your period. You're going through puberty. Sorry, girl. It's not going to be hairless naturally yep. ever again. And like, I don't know why it's so like sought after. And I also don't know why we give in to every mm-hmm. single trend. Because if you look the past through history, even if you look at paintings or like statues, like women, it used to be desirable for them to be bigger. Yep. And, you know, bigger hips, bigger breasts, bigger stomach, bigger everything. Mm-hmm. Because that means they were healthy. They were well taken care of. They had, you know, resources. And now it's like, I want you to look like a child, <laughs> but I want you to be of age. I want you to weigh less. Than the normal average weight of a woman weigh as much as you mm-hmm. weighed in middle school. I like, want you to waist what? train, waist train, waist train, waist train. Small waist. Use like the video editing apps that make your waist smaller, and then people are like tearing you apart on TikTok, being like, "I can see the background moving. <laughs> I can no see way. a slant in the background." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm are like, are you one I... of those people that like peeps it? I'd be peeping because uh-huh. I'm like, ain't no way you look like that. Right? Where do your organs go? Right. <laughs> I'm like, where is your uterus? I am the same the way. Little, I zoom the in. The thing of stomach mm-hmm. that everyone's supposed yeah, to it's have. It's a pouch. It's normal, yes, right? Yes, ma'am. It's a pouch. And I'm like, how did you get rid of that? Mm-hmm. Is that editing or did you get surgery? Where did it go? Do you really work you out got abs to, oh, every you day? You got it moved to your butt during your BBL. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, or BBLs too. Like, Yeah. There's no in between. Either you're supposed to look like a child or you're supposed to look like just some hyper. Yeah. <sighs> Like every I'm, time I think about the beauty standards, I get so yeah. I I have scared. nothing against it, but like, as long as you're doing it for yourself and you're not trying to mm-hmm. meet a certain standard or like tailor to a man. If your boyfriend wants to get geez. a BBL, don't. Mm-hmm. If oh you want to get a BBL, get a BBL. But if someone else, even if they're not even actually in your life, even if it's a celebrity entity. Mm-hmm. Don't get the BBL. Because guess what? I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like no one should really even get the surgeries. Because in so two years, in two years, one, they're dangerous. Not a lot of science to back up a lot of the surgeries, especially yep. like for sex organs, like penis surgery. I'll talk about it for the men too. Mm-hmm. Penis enlargement. I saw a billboard for that the other day on my Doesn't way back work. from San not Antonio. Very, not very safe. Not that's a lot crazy. of science, not a lot of research going into it, but it's still surgery that's offered. But also, the trend of this body type can easily be out of style in half a year. Yeah, and long term. And then you're stuck like that. Exactly. Like And I, then get and then you're looking through Vogue, you're scrolling on TikTok and you're like, my old body type is the trend right now. And that's going to be devastating. I'm sure some people that don't have the money who went to the effort and then immediately was out of style because we went through like the BBL thing mm-hmm. in the early earlier in the 2010s. Yep. And now we're back to more of like the skinny skinny, skinny like Tumblr girl. Mm-hmm. Tumblr girl's coming back. Yeah. Like baby Petite, baby goddess Small almost. size. Yeah. I call it like baby, baby goddess cuz she's supposed to be some kind of like strong, muscular, but also very soft and innocent. Mm-hmm. It's like baby goddess is in. It's interesting. And the same standards are for the vagina. Baby goddess vagina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny assortment of words. <laughs> baby goddess vagina. I mean, it's true. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, we can blame porn, but we also have to, like, hold ourselves accountable. Yeah. 
Because if, like, all at once we decided that we want bushes to be back in and we want to keep our vaginas the way they are, then guess what men are going to do? They're going to accept it because they still want to have sex. Yeah. I mean, like, if you look back, it hasn't even been that long since that was the norm. Like, just whatever vagina you had was the vagina that you had, and everyone was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Like, up until the 80s, bushes were normal. Yep. <laughs> It was, and now it's like a bush is a fetish, or, even though it's like what you normally would have. Yeah, it's a normal hair is waxed, normal. waxed down from the top all the way to the back, is not normal. Have you ever gotten a wax? Before? No, <laughs> I don't plan on it necessarily. Uh-huh. I just, I don't want someone looking. Yeah. Yeah. And like you know, all the acrobatics of like head, head, like legs all the way up, and it's just some older woman, just like it's interesting. Yeah, and there's so much prep, and then you can't do anything for like two days after because mm-hmm. your skin will get irritated. So sensitive, and my skin just sucks in general. Yeah. I feel like even if I got waxed, like I, my skin would still get upset, and I would still get like problems. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like go through like the trauma of having to like show my whole hole yeah to someone that i don't know vagina i'm like "Mm, i think i'd rather just shave occasionally yeah keep it trimmed keep it trimmed Mm -hmm. but i'm not much of a bear Bear. girl see i feel like i'm a woman and i've earned the hair that i have on my body yeah even then waxing is a maintenance thing because the first time you wax you're not going to get it all bald like you're not gonna get it all clean so that's how they get you i feel like the first time it's like oh you know it's gonna be a little patchy but like don't shave it you can't shave it your skin is super sensitive so you're kind of inclined to Mm. keep going to keep it bald or get bald you know that's crazy see yeah it seems like too much for me but i mean all of the feminine care is a huge commitment and a huge money commitment in general like women we can spend thousands Hair, and thousands of dollars nails, extensions. in one year just for like self-care and like Masks, hygiene massages and that's why we're gonna get into the pink tax the pink tax because we're paying a bit more because of our very special friends and we don't even get like better equal products. pay yeah better products oh we don't get like, equal pay either so we're charged more and we're not even making in like the, the same as, as our male as our counterparts men. exactly yeah so basically, for those of you that don't know, there is mm-hmm. something called the pink, t- pink tax, and it's for feminine products. And I'm not just saying like, you know, like douches like we talked about before, but mm-hmm. obviously those are still pretty expensive. But I'm talking about female children's toys. What? Uh, Yeah. Female children's toys like are like more expensive than, than boy, boy toys. toys? I did not mm-hmm. know that. Would you like to hear some statistics? Sure. Bring them out. Bring them <laughs> out. Bring them out. Okay. So um, there's a New York journal that went over all of like the gaps the- in between the cost of things catered for women and catered for men. Mm-hmm. So let's just find a little bit of that. Um yeah. So, I mean, I did some math previously, and s- women will spend $150 to $300 on period products alone in one year. Sounds about right. Um, sometimes more, obviously, sometimes less. I know that, like, cup, Diva Cups are in, like, mm-hmm. period 
panties are in. Mm-hmm. I personally do not want to use period panties. Same. And I personally am too scared of diva cups. Me too. Something about like having to grab them yeah, and freaks me out. I and just... I feel like they're not as convenient for someone that's like out in public mm-hmm. for a big majority of the time. Yeah, because don't you have to clean them out? Yeah, you have to right? dump them yourself. Mm-hmm. And then usually like you clean them by boiling them. Yeah, that's inconvenient for like. Oh. And that's a lot, especially like if you live with people like dorm people. Oh. I don't know how they did it. Dorms. I, I personally had a roommate that did use a diva cup and she would leave it in the shower, like the public shower before people used it and it would just be a used diva cup. I don't know how sanitary that is. It wasn't. I moved out halfway <laughs> through the year. I That's why I left. But I was like, mm. I've always just been a period and pad girl. Same. I'll double down if I'm in public. A tampon and pad? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then if I'm at home, I'll probably just wear a pad. Same. Because, like, what's the point of having yeah. a tampon unless I'm like, I cannot handle And those are a little scary to use sometimes, too, because if you leave them in too long or fall asleep yeah, with one, like, can't you get, like... Yeah, like, like, toxic shock, yeah. toxic shock. And, like, there's some, like, urban legends around that and, like, some myths. Mm-hmm. Like, usually, like, it might just throw off your pH and you might have, like, a weird smell. Uh-huh. But it's not, like... The whole like leg coming off is pretty. Yeah. is pretty more of an urban legend. That's so scary. One of my yeah. teachers in high school said that his like wife got toxic shock or something. That she, I don't know what happened. Her body like froze yeah. or something after that. I was See, like, I don't know. I never. Something about it doesn't seem as believable. Right. I feel like we're, our bodies are pretty resilient, mm-hmm. and like an old piece of cotton is. I'm like, uh, it's harmless. It'll have. I would. I would have to be long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think most common thing is to sleep in one. That's not going to do anything to your body. Really? I promise you sleeping overnight in a tampon is completely normal and completely safe. I did not know that. I, I've never slept with one Leaving on a tampon in for a month oh. is a different story. Yeah. But, like, it's eight hours? Girl, you can leave a tampon in for eight to ten hours. That's normal. I mean, okay. they don't. most of them suggest that you can leave them in for that long. Mm-hmm. I think that's just another shaming women, freaking women out about their own bodies kind of thing. Because there's this whole discourse on men who don't let their their wives or their girlfriends wear tampons because what? they think that women can get pleasure from putting a tampon in that's or so having a tampon funny. in. And I'm like, as soon as I put a tampon in and it didn't go in crooked or anything... She's not there until it's too full of blood. You don't feel it. And then if and then if it gets to a point where it's too full or it's just too dry, it hurts. It doesn't yeah. feel good. I've never been like, ooh, yeah, I, I can't wait to put this tampon in. Right. I'm so aroused right now because of my tampon. That's... If anything, I'm like, Jesus, here I go. I have to put another tampon in. Hilarious. But no, there's this, there's discourse where men will like secretly throw out their wives' tampons. What? And then she'll have to get more tampons. And then she'll hide them. And then he'll find them. And he'll throw them out. You know what's crazy? That reminds me, I had a friend in high school who had told me that like he asked me, like, how do you feel about, like, wearing tampons or something? And I was like, no, whatever. Who cares? Necessary evil. Yeah. He had an older sister, and he said that his parents didn't let her use tampons because it was, like, losing her virginity or something like that. Yeah, that's another aspect of it. What? And I'm like, first of all, tampons like this big. Yeah. Tampons this big. I'm like, I don't know if it... No one's getting pleasure from that, and no one is... I would never consider, consider that... To be a loss of virginity. I think it's just a sad excuse for, like, a father's wanting to police their daughter's bodies. Uh. Which is another evil, twisted kind of lane. 
Yeah. It's a dark, dark lane. And like for men and men with their partners that say no tampons, again, policing bodies, you feel out of control. This is what you can control. You're going to try and control it. Why do men feel the need to have a say on our bodies, first of all? Um, Because of the patriarchy system. (laughs) It's been intact for so long. We haven't had any vibes since we were gatherers. Any vibes? <laughs> we have not had a. We I haven't had a good vibe. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, like there are plenty of men who are feminist or yeah. want to have more of an equal standing mm-hmm. or like respectful. But usually, those men aren't the ones that are in places of power, like positions of power. Yeah. So that's the real problem. <laughs> but. The people in power still think that a pink tax can be legal. That's insane. Even though it can cause us to spend um, about four grand a year on just hygiene products and stuff. That's crazy. Well, they obviously, from what I'm hearing, it's probably just because of that reason. It's bringing them so much more revenue. They know we're going to need tampons and pads and stuff. Of course. I mean, like... Obviously, I'm pro. Like a lot of things should be free in life. I was a lot of necessities uh-huh. should be free. Personally, like tampons, someone's pads. someone's uh, insulin. Oh, should be, should free. be free. You know, someone's they didn't tampons to should have... be free. Like, think about how ridiculous it would be if guys had to bring toilet paper into public bathrooms. Mm-hmm. It would be done in two seconds. Toilet paper would be free for everybody. Yeah. If men had to start bringing their own toilet paper. But we have to, like, smuggle pads and tampons and cups and all this other stuff into the bathroom. Yeah. I remember. And it's an inconvenience. It can be awkward. You're in the middle of class. Someone might say something to you. It opens the doors for a lot of, like, harassment, even mm-hmm. from teachers who be like, oh, why do you have to go? Oh, you're on your period? Periods usually shut people up really fast. Because yeah. still people don't want to talk about vaginas and what vaginas do. Mm-hmm. Which is a blessing sometimes. Like, if you're just done, you're like, I'm on my period. Yeah. I'm on my period. And, and a male professor would They're be like, like, okay, go ahead. You said a period? <laughs> you said a period? He's like, I don't need to know. Go. I don't, I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know. <laughs> but. It's just a little blip. It should, be, it should be free. Yeah. But everyone's like, oh, but, like, sometimes people will steal them from bathrooms that they're supplied. And I'm like. Have you considered that it's because they desperately need them? Yeah. They probably Have you need considered them. that they desperately need them? And it might be women that have child, like gr- young girls who are also going through puberty and they need even more. Have you ever considered that some people don't have the luxury of buying their own pads and tampons exactly. in the store? Or being able to stock up? I'm like, I'm sorry. I think sometimes stealing is okay. <laughs> You heard it here first. But here's some fun (laughs) stats for the pink tax. So products for female consumers are more likely to cost more. Girls' toys cost 55% more than boys. Wow. Clothing costs 40% more. Personal hygiene products cost 56% more. And healthcare products can cost 45% more. This is like the top, Uh usually, like the max. And then um, even just a razor, a man's razor versus a woman's razor, does the same exact thing. Yep. The only difference, really, is that one is blue and one is pink. That's what you're going to find through the pink tax. Like, anything that's, like, pink marketing for her marketing, it's going to be more expensive. But razors alone, it's 11%. That's ridiculous. 
And I know most girls have already gotten to the point where they're like, well, I buy men's razors anywhere. Yep. They're better quality. Mm-hmm. And let's think about this again with the pink tax. Lower quality, more money. That's crazy. I did not think about that. I buy men's razors. I'm just that five blade action. Ooh. Yeah. Some move legs. So it's like everyone might be like, well, girls need more products than men. And I'm like, it's perfectly fine if you want to use a three in one body wash. Mm hmm. It's fine if you want to use the same one thing for your whole oh, shebang. Oh, no. That's okay. Teach oh, their no. own. Yeah, teach their own. You're right. But I'm getting shampoo. I'm getting conditioner. I'm getting a body wash. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a razor. I'm getting shaving cream. I'm getting face wash. Yep. Personally. And I think that's a norm, even for men yeah. now. I think women bullied men out of the three-in-one. <laughs> and into taking care of themselves. <laughs> I think Twitter kind of took care of the three-in-one body oh, wash. that? Was the three-in-one body wash epidemic. <laughs> I think that was finally put to rest. Oh my gosh! If you use three-in-one, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> but I mean, like, men deserve self-care too. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't even know why they. A lot of people argue. Well, women are the only ones that are into this. I'm no, like, I can actually put my dad on blast right now. He loves a face mask. He loves mm-hmm. a lotion. He loves a new product. If someone gets a new product, he's going to try it. Yep. My dad loves a good Bath and Body Works My body dad will wash. get his Burt's Bees lotion. <laughs> right? He'll get his, la- he loves a good lavender scent. I'm like, that's normal. Everyone wants to feel comfy. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to feel really clean and good smell about themselves. Good, Everyone yeah. wants to smell good. And I'm like, but why are women the only ones that are punished? Exactly. Why are women's the only one, women the only ones that get really targeted? For ads that, you know, advertise things that aren't the things that we should be using. Mm -hmm. Because we're high maintenance. We're high maintenance. Then, like, you want to look like this. You're a boyfriend. You'll accept him as he is. But if you step out of line, you're done. Your husband's going to divorce you if you don't use our Lysol douche. Mm -hmm. There's someone else that takes takes care of themselves better than you. Or something like, yeah. There's a, girl, there's a girl in porn that looks so much better than you ever will. But don't look when she's off camera. She'll look normal. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my. That's crazy. It's so weird. I just, I can't. I don't know. We pay, f- and like, we pay for the pink tax in more than just money. Mm-hmm. Like, we pay in like our self esteem, we pay in our self worth. Like, we're making tiny, tiny sacrifices all throughout our lives just to, like, look like something we think we're supposed to look like when in reality we're supposed to look like ourselves. Exactly. In terms of the way our faces look, with the way our hair looks, the way our boobs look, the way our butts look, and the way our vaginas look. Mm-hmm. Everything that you had when you were born is what suits you best, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, you taste fine. Vaginas, by the way, they do not taste like candy. They were never intended to taste like candy. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from. I don't know where the whole, like, oh, you taste you, sweet. You taste like mm, sweet, sweet, sweet. I'm like, <laughs> who said that? And have they ever been with a woman? Mm. And I hate to say it. I think one of, like, the big. Say it. <laughs> like, say one of the big it. causes of, like, this new, like, take on vaginas was kind of done by women in a way okay like like girls elaborate i don't even think they're women i don't even know if most of these people are of age Uh but like when we were growing up like wattpad 
and like archive Ooh. of our own and like all those little fanfic writing websites. I use Wattpad. It was a lot of girls our age mm-hmm. and then women who were writing erotic stories mm-hmm. and they were the ones who were describing vaginas as like vaginas vaginas is like a sweet treat and how they looked and all this these specifics mm-hmm. and i think that kind of also ingrained the idea of what it's supposed to look taste smell like feel like okay. into our heads when some of these people were virgins who were writing their own smut mm-hmm. and virgins were reading it and everyone was like, yeah, this is sex. Yeah, this is vaginas. Yeah, these are penises. Uh, and no one's even, ever even tried it. No one's even ever had it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, everyone was just copying off of one other person. Yeah. Like her center. It was her, just like reading porn, but like romantic. Yeah, but it was romantic, porn. even though most of them were very toxic. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think that really had an impact mm-hmm. on the vagina standard. Virgins writing about situations they haven't experienced yet yeah just assuming what it's supposed to be like or just like what I mean, sounds like, good in yeah, their head i mean the fan fiction is idealized anyway like i'm like mm-hmm. i'm sorry girl harry styles is never gonna do that he's not doing that i'm like after one two three and four movies there's a reason they're not doing well he's not gonna spot you in the crowded room and go up to you like i'm sorry that you, you shaved away. your entire body to go to the one direction concert at the age of 11 but nothing was gonna happen i was 14 <laughs> I was so close. I was like, maybe they'll see me in the crowd. Maybe no. I'm gonna, you're reading a book in the crowd, so everyone thinks <laughs> so you're you different. look different. <laughs> They're gonna be like, yeah, security, get that girl. She's, She's a reader. <laughs> She's educated. Come here, girl. <laughs> uh, what a time. But I don't know. Do you have any closing thoughts? I guess I did reach out to some of my girlfriends, and mm-hmm. I asked them like. What do you think it means to be a woman? And then I also we also talked a little bit about their insecurities. So a lot of them said just being a woman is feeling beautiful, empowered, sexy. Someone said like being able to make your own decisions and mm-hmm. not having to ask others' opinions for it. Um, and a, a lot of the insecurities kind of were the same like they had the same red thread through them i guess it was a lot of body image Mm -hmm. comparing yourself to others and feeling like you're not good enough or even not being taken serious i felt like Mm -hmm. there was more conversation on insecurities than actual like embracing what it means to be a woman you know Mm -hmm. so i think that just says a lot about where we're at with everything i think like the real goal, I guess, for women who are watching or listening for the rest of Women's History Month, I think something that everyone should practice Mm -hmm. is just being kinder to ourselves and being more accepting of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if you would never say it to, like, your best female friend, why do you say it to yourself? Or to your mom? All the day. Like, why do you say it all day to yourself if you would never say it to someone else? I think we're just so hot on hard on ourselves you know because there's this like stigma or expectation to be perfect you know yeah kind of like how we talked about this whole episode a certain standard we have to meet Mm -hmm. in society a lot of sacrifices we have to make yeah and i feel like all that it's bullshit (laughs) 
and we should just love whatever we got. Yeah, I think the best thing we can do as women is stand together, you know, instead of like being opposing or seeing each other as a threat. I think there's nothing more powerful than like women just supporting each other and being each other's like teammates, you know, instead of like, oh, she's this and this and that or she's an op. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like, girl, we need each other. Like, how Mm -hmm. is everyone else going to take us serious if we don't even like like each other? If we'd rather villainize a woman rather than like going after the real issue, which is a man. Exactly. Like when you get cheated on, you're so quick to like fight the girl in Mm -hmm. public. But let's really look at who actually betrayed us. Mm -hmm. Like, let's look at who actually owed us commitment and trust and, you know. But we do it every time. We always go after the women. I don't know why we think men are so untouchable. Yep. But mm, we're described as, like, you know, non-confrontational. And And I think that definition was written by a man because, like, no one confronts men. Mm Mm-hmm. In our own relationships, we'd sooner go after women. And I know I've probably been guilty of that before. Yeah, me too. But it's like, you know, it's easy to get angry. Yeah. (laughs) But I think we should hold men accountable if they're going to try and hold us accountable. Mm -hmm. Like the the whole like, oh, like take them to the pool on a first date. I've never heard that. Yeah, for the makeup and everything. Yeah. Oh. Take them swimming. Take them swimming on our first date so you can see what they actually look like. Stuff like that. that. And I'm like, hey, take me, boy. I got that setting spray. This <laughs> mascara is waterproof. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I feel like men can get so angry about our appearances and stuff because they wish that they could do the same thing. But I'm like, the only people who are really going to judge you are other men. Yep. It's a, it's a male issue. Like, if they felt like they could have the freedom to do all the self-care or, like, fashion trends, or, like, Mm -hmm. if they wanted to put on makeup, if they had a bad skin day, then I think that the pressures on women would start to just go away. I think think it has to do with some kind of internalized jealousy that they Mm -hmm. don't see. Because I'm like, if men are having... If men are losing hair young, I'm all for them doing the little thing where they, like, they shave it, and they put, like, the little glue or whatever on, Uh like, the fake hair, and then they give them a full new haircut... All for it. Oh, right. All for it. Big fan. I love to watch his videos on TikTok. I think men should get as many opportunities for self-care and, you know, beauty, mm-hmm. like, care, beauty care. I don't know. Yeah, even dressing up. Have you seen that men are starting to be more confident in, like, yeah. their fashion and layering jewelry? I think everyone almost, like, nails. has a, a big urge to just be androgynous. I think a lot of people want to, like, lean towards the middle. Yeah. And it's acceptable for women no matter what, but it's harder for men. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we can't help men through some of their insecurities and some of their fears in terms of judgment, then we're not going to be able to escape our judgment. I agree. That's another conversation. As a closing remark, your vagina is perfect. Mm -hmm. Your appearance is perfect. You smell fine. You taste fine. Mm -hmm. It's a normal body part. It's the same as any other body part that you have. Love yourself. Mm -hmm. Accept yourself. Love others. Be kind to others. Most of all, be kind to yourself. It's hard to be kind to others when you're not kind to yourself. And happy Women's Month. Yes, like Bruno Mars said... I hope I don't butcher the lyric, but he was like, Cause you're amazing, just the way you are. Yes. <laughs> Acapella. <laughs>
Bye. Beautiful. Happy Women's History Goodbye. Month.